Red Corvette, Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who have spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a digital place for those who long to belong. We are developing discipleship tools, spreading them across multiple platforms to bring about a rapture-ready body of believers so that when Jesus Christ comes back, he will have no trouble recognizing his own children. Tonight's nightlight is out of 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 15 through 23. It says, When the servant of the man of God, Elisha is who it's talking about, was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw him. Behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. And Elisha said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom ye seek. But he led them to Samaria. And it came to pass, when they were come to Samaria, that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men, that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw And behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. Twice in the passage, Elisha, the prophet of God, prayed that eyes would be opened, and they were opened, and they saw what they couldn't see before. There's a phrase that goes this way. When you change change how you see things, when you change the way you see things, you'll change the things you see. When you change the way you see things, you'll change the way you see. In other words, we look at life through filters. We don't really see it directly, we see it through filters. So if I were to hold up a blue balloon in front of my face and look at the world, everything would look blue through the blue balloon because I was seeing it through a filter. Or you've heard people use the phrase, you look at life through rose-colored glasses and everything looks rosy through rose-colored glasses. There is a sense that we all need a new pair of glasses. We need a new set of filters. They, they say it's a part of our brain that's called the reticular activating system, and I don't know neurochemistry, but there's some part of our brain that allows us to filter out extraneous information or information that doesn't fit in with what our conception of what is important. So let's say that you go down to buy a red Corvette, because, I mean, if you're going to imagine buying a car, you might as well buy a fast red Corvette. And so there you are buying your red Corvette, and as soon as you buy your Corvette and drive off that lot, one of the things you'll notice is all of a sudden you start seeing red cars everywhere, you start seeing Corvettes everywhere, and you'll even start seeing a lot of red Corvettes because now your your mind, this reticular activating system, is drilled down on that, and you're looking for these red cars, Corvettes, and little red Corvettes. You're, you're tuned into them. So we kind of see what we're looking for, if you will. So if, I'm, if I change the way I see things, I'll change the things I see. I'll start seeing more of what I've been looking for. So, for example, in this passage, the prophet of God was really 
the strategic component to the defense of the people of God. He was telling his king how to defend the nation because he knew in advance what the troop movements would be of the opposing or enemy king. And that information allowed the people of God to easily defend themselves. And so this foreign king, uh, he has a meeting and he says, all right, I want to find out which one of you guys is ratting me out. I want to find out who the spy is, who's the Rosenberg traitor, the Benedict Arnold here. And uh, and they say, that's not us. The, the people of God have got a prophet of God. And he tells them exactly what's going to happen. And so the king goes, well, you know what? Maybe we should start a mission and go for that guy and we'll go kill him. So they send a, a mass of armed troops around the city where Elisha is. And the servant gets up to wash his face in, the, in the, the cold water, no doubt, and looks out the window and sees they're surrounded by enemy, runs to get the prophet, and, and, uh, and the prophet looks out the window and says, yeah, there's, there's more that are for us than are against us. And he prays that the servant's eyes would be open, and he gets a new filter, if you will, and he's able to see in the spirit realm, and he sees a host of, of uh, fiery chariots in between them and this opposing army. In other words, God has sent an angelic army to defend his prophet. God has got this stuff, man. Everybody's kind of freaking out right now, like somehow God died. Look, please, this election and the stuff that's gone down didn't go down the way I wanted it to, but I got to tell you what, I got faith in God because my God is bigger than D.C., my God is bigger than all the capitals on the planet put together. My God's on the throne. And so I'm not going to look at this thing through the eyes of faith. I'm going to look at it through the filter of, or for, through the eyes of fear. I'm going to look at it through the filter of faith. And I'm going to believe that God can do something supernatural above and beyond what man can do. Maybe God has allowed this to happen. So we'll stop trusting in the princes of man and we'll trust in God. Because God's the one that can pull it off, and we're going to trust him. Yes, vote. Yes, pray. Yes, make the best, godliest, biblical decisions that you can make. But you trust God. God is greater than government. Please understand that. Here are some other filters that you need to put in place. Instead of looking around for things to complain about, look around for things to praise God about. That'll change your filter and it'll change your life because you're starting to look for something that's good instead of looking for the negative. Instead of looking at at the, all the deception, look for truth. Because God still got truth out there and you'll see truth and know truth when you see it, but look for it. And instead of looking at all the hate, look for love. And look for ways that you can show love to people that are around you. Instead of looking at distrust, look at trust. Look for ways that we can build trust-filled relationships in our interpersonal life so that our, at least our local uh, arena can be what it needs to be. What filters do you need to change in your vision so that you can see the way God would have you to see? So that you look for and see more of the things. When you change the way you see things, you'll change the things you see. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, I thank you for this day and I pray that you would bless these. Give them your strength as they go through their days. Allow us to know that you are greater than the government. You are greater than any amalgam of human governments. There's never been anything that has thwarted your plan. You have never been deposed 
by any petty ten tyrants that are out there. And God, I know that you're still on the throne, and I am not a bit worried because I trust you. And I know that you have always come through throughout the millennia. You, you, have, you have raised up and torn down nations. You have, Lord, you have weighed the nations in a balance, and they are nothing but dust to you. And God, I trust you to move in this in a supernatural and powerful way. Allow us to rest in your sovereignty tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you, kids. Rest up. God's got this. You don't got to drink Maalox tonight. He's gonna, you're going to be okay because you're, you're a king's kid. And, and you're a part of the government of God. You're an ambassador of Christ. God bless you. I love you. But more importantly, Jesus loves you.